Welcome to 2020. This is the Brother Trucker Book Club podcast, first episode of January. Thanks to all of you longtime listeners who uh, bore with the somewhat longer than usual silence between episodes, and welcome to all you new listeners who are discovering this show for the first time. I am Graham Bradley, your host, the Brother Trucker, the Graham Kraken. For the first time in a long time, I am waking up in the sleeper of a truck. Uh, the trucks that I drive for Cracking Guard have a uh, have a sleeper on them, and uh, they finally sent me somewhere far enough away that uh, I was not able to make it remotely close enough to home before I had to shut down. But today will be a short jaunt. I'll get back home, and I figured while I'm uh, booting up my brain and my body before heading out, I'll uh, grace you guys with another episode. So without further ado, ready and... Before I get into any of the books of this episode, I want to acknowledge the passing of one of the great authors of sci-fi and fantasy from the 20th and 21st century. His name was Mike Resnick. He just died the other day. Uh, I was Facebook friends with him. Just you know, I think that's how he interacted with most of his friends. It wasn't a group page or anything. He just he had an account and he friended people. I never got to meet him. We interacted once or twice on social media. He was a very outgoing gentleman. Uh, a lot of the tributes to him that I've seen pouring out are from people that met him, and they all talk universally about how he was he was all about giving everybody a, a hand up in the industry. There was a quote from FireCon, uh, a convention here in Utah that I'm affiliated with, that uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but Mr. Resnick said, you know, it's it's my duty to pay it forward. Anytime you try to pay it back, to anybody who's helped you in this industry they're either already rich or they're dead by the time you can you know so he was big on paying it forward um another friend of mine uh more of an associate really a lot of these writers that i call friends are people that i i run in circles with uh in the writing community but uh you know it's not like we're getting together to fish on the weekends but uh you know i, I would consider them friends i'd loan them five bucks for some tacos you know the deal uh, but Brad Torgerson, he speaks very fondly of, of Mike Resnick in this way and, and uh, how he presented him an award uh, at a ceremony a couple of, of years ago. So uh, I've read maybe five of Mike Resnick's books. Uh, he's written many, many more than that. I don't even know the total number. But if you'll go back to episode 24 from last year, uh, The Weird West Tales, there are four books in that series, were just stupendous. Um, I'd always seen them floating around. They kind of had these steampunky art covers, and I, I just loved it. And so I picked up the first one, and you know, more than the setting or or even the the great way that he dealt with the characters, I just loved his writing. It was fast paced, it was exciting, and his dialogue was stupendous. Uh, I just I loved that Weird West series. Um, I also read a, a lesser known book of his called Dragon America. And I'm not sure if I've reviewed that. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. I'll probably save that one for uh, a future episode then. But um, just wanted to acknowledge the passing, like I said, of, of one of the great authors and uh, great uh, communitarians, as it were, of this industry and of the people that, that keep it going into every subsequent generation. So, Mr. Resnick, thank you for the work that you did, both on the page and in the community. And I wish your family well at this time. Oh, sorry. I apologize for my voice. I got sick this week with some kind of flu, and uh, my throat is still kind of torn up, so 
Um, bear with me there. I hope you guys can hear it. I don't really have any background noise going here in the truck other than the, than the AC and the idle of the engine. Got to keep this cab warm in these single-digit temperatures overnight. I am in the boonies of Utah. Anyway, after episode 100, I sat down and I wrote up a list of other books that I've read um, that I haven't reviewed yet on the podcast. There are a couple that I was waiting to do if I could do an episode with my wife again uh, because they're books that we've both read and we enjoyed in different ways. But one of them that I never got to was Anansi Boys by Neil Gaiman. Now, I'm sure that I've mentioned before, I've read seven total books with Neil Gaiman in them. Um, One of them, he was a collaborator with Sir Terry Pratchett called Good Omens. There was an Amazon series about it. I got halfway through the series. I haven't finished it. Uh, I thought the book was hilarious. I've read it two or three times. Um, But yeah, of the six or so straight up Neil Gaiman books that I've read, I've only really liked two of them. And one of them I absolutely loved, and it was called Anansi Boys. Now, um, Anansi is the, uh, the West African spider god of storytelling. And uh, the, the premise is that he has a son, or two sons. There are complications. And uh, they find out that their father has died, and there are ramifications to that because he was legit the spider god Anansi. Um, a little bit of behind the scenes here. Neil Gaiman said that this was, you know, at the time, this is the last, I remember hearing an interview about this about 10 years back, that this was the hardest book for him to write because he, he kept getting, you know, two thirds of the way through and just did not know what the heck to do to finish it up. And I guess he sat down with his agent one day and he's like, he's like, I cannot finish the story. I don't even know where it's going. I don't know what to do with it. And his agent was like, look, Neil, you come to me with this for every freaking book, just finish it and we'll work on it. And uh, the ending was stupendous. So the main two characters are a guy named Charlie Nancy and uh, his long-lost brother, who just goes by the name Spider. Now, Charlie and Spider are everything that the other is not. Charlie is a, a square, a normal Joe, a, an office cubicle guy, and uh, he's got a girlfriend he's engaged to that... Um, is really only with him because her mother doesn't approve of him. And Spider, on the other hand, I mean, he is cool. He is fly. He is the ladies' man. He is everything, like I said, that, that Charlie is not. And uh, Charlie doesn't know about Spider until Charlie gets word of his father's death. And uh, when, he, when he finally meets Spider, and Spider comes and says, you know, hey, we're brothers. This should be a big, you know, poetic, biblical-type moment. And they get together and they start talking and Spider's like, so hey, why did you call me? And Charlie says, well, our dad died. And he goes, what are you talking about? Because he, he ha- had a heart attack. He's gone. That's it. You know, our, our father that we share between us is, is no more. And Spider says, heart attack? That don't mean nothing. That just means he died. <laughs> and that's the first hint that Charlie gets that something is not quite right. Now, the way this, the story is told, it kind of alternates between Charlie and Spider there's a bit of magical realism to that. I don't want to get too much into the definition of it, partly because it's it's uh, somewhat ethereal, not all that well defined. You can still find people arguing about the uh, the finite definitions of it, what it, what it is compared to fantasy and so forth. But there there is a very uh, surreal undertone to this story, where you can tell at times it's got both feet firmly in the real world, and other times anything goes. Anything can happen. There might be a a ghost world type thing going on. Um, 
somebody might be the literal embodiment of the ancient Anansi enemy god named Tiger. Uh, other times you'll have these quick jaunts in between uh, the present-day narrative, and it'll be a, a retelling of an Anansi story where Anansi was, you know, trying to trick somebody into giving him something, and usually, you know, it was it was Anansi versus Tiger. Uh, there are other people involved. It's just it's it's so beautifully told and it's so unique of a story that I really don't have anything else to compare it to. And I think that book being my, my first or second foray into Neil Gaiman's work is probably why I kept giving so many of his other books a try while being you know, disappointed. I was expecting to find something else that was like Anansi Boys. And it was when I got about a half a dozen books into his bibliography that I realized that Anansi was kind of the exception. And that's okay because it, you know if he, if he put the most special work that he had into that book then you know he he succeeded at making that book great and that's fine i love it i've i've listened to it once or twice on the audio i've uh read it to my wife and i'm glad that i listened to the audio first that's actually my um my preferred method of reading this story because the uh, the narrator and now i forget his name and i'm, I'm going to butcher it it's lenny something uh you know is a, a caribbean gent um who just gets the the voices and the characterization of it down perfectly. Um, I should mention that uh, Charlie is a character who grew up on the island of, I want to say, St. Andrews in the Caribbean. He's black, obviously, because he's the son of Anansi, and Anansi's West African. Um, so he does he does Charlie's voice as, you know, because Charlie, like I said, he was raised in St. Andrews, but he, he's in London, and he's like, you know, late 20s, early 30s when we meet him in the story. So he's got this kind of like, you know, dry London accent, but then when you meet Spider, like, he's this this uh cool i wouldn't necessarily say that he's got a harlem flavor to it i want to say he's more like a like a new orleans voodoo type magic to it it's just he's he's uh the complete opposite of charlie as i've, as I've established but lenny does the voices stupendously well and uh, i i just can't recommend that edition of the book enough because it allowed me to kind of try to recreate elements of that performance when i was reading it to my wife because there are a couple of uh uh, questionable elements and a little bit of language and things like that. And, you know, like, uh, you know, when I read those books to my wife, she doesn't like to, to read those things and I don't, you know, want to force it on her, but I was like, okay, the story's so good. I'll just read it to you and skip over the words and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it, it gave me some direction for when it came time to, to read like, Oh, here's the flashback of, of, uh, Anansi, you know, swindling a bunch of people out of food and tiger asking him where he got it. And it's like, Anansi, tell me where you got that fine food from and don't you lie to me he's just got and and i'm doing like you know a a tenth of how well the narrator does it in the audio so um check out anansi boys read this story about these two brothers that are are uh, trying to find out more about their own history by understanding their relationship to their their late father who was a difficult father to have growing up he made things difficult on both of them they they find out something about the magic that they both carry that they didn't know about and uh, some mishaps that they have along the way and uh, other very, very colorful characters that, that they run into. Um, it's, like I said, it's unique. It's completely unlike anything else that I've ever read. And uh, that's why I own a hardcover copy in my personal library and I'm, I'm set to re-listen to the audio any day now. I've got it right here on my phone and I'm going to dig right back in. So that's the recommendation for now, Anansi Boys. In the meantime, uh, I'm still listening to plenty of books. I'll save the recap for the end of the month report. Until then, I hope you guys are having a, a fine 2020 so far. Drive safe. I'll see you out there.